Welcome, weary traveler. You have stumbled across a comedy chronicled of cranial confections, a frenzied fable of bewitching fiends, and enticing expose of eccentric evils. Should you brave ahead, you will find yourself lost. Afraid and cursed with everlasting knowledge of the terrible occult. Will you survive this journey? <laughs> that I cannot say. But I can say it will be the lore of horror. Probably okay. gonna, I'm probably going to cut in from the spooky intro. There's a new spooky intro. I don't know if you guys have heard it. It was no. a spooky, creepy, spooky podcast about vampires and zombies and such. But we, ha- we have to talk about the Mario thing. And Ebola. I was, I was ta- and Ebola, the scariest of ghouls. <laughs> of waterborne diseases. Of, I mean, that sounds pretty fucking scary. We, yeah, we must, it's already fucked up. We yeah. must speak of spooky things like Dracula, Ebola, <laughs> and Shadow the Hedgehog. Sh- I thought you were going to Shadow oh. Shadow Government Corporations. <laughs> ah, cabals. Yeah. Capitalism. We always talk about capitalism. Fran, intro us now. Oh, God. Welcome to The Lore You Know, a podcast where some friends dive into the fantastical and often convoluted lore of the media that we grew up with and love. And here to bring you the mostly correct facts about made-up things this week are me, Fran. Me, Ethan. And I am CJ. I'm a ghoul now. Blah. Even like, like Spook J. Do you know, we can't say that, Fran. No. Do you no. know? Do you know? Okay, I've got a couple of things. No. A couple, a couple pop culture <laughs> things just to get out of the way. One, these monsters over at Kellogg's or whoever you know there's already there's already cereal that's Halloween themed it's Boo Berry it's Count Chocula it's the werewolf one that I always forget it's all those (laughs) these fucking Uh, guys these fucking guys these exist right these cereals are already real and happy Mm -hmm. they have the fucking audacity to put Tony the Tiger and put like a Frankenstein, <laughs> not even like a head on him, but he's wearing like a hat that this- looks like the top of Frankenstein's head. And they say, ooh, spooky Frosted Flakes. It's like, no, oh, fuck off. How are they spooky? We already have, a, because he's, or something? he's Frankenstein now. They dressed up Toucan Sam like a uh, pirate. They, they, add, they added spooky marshmallows to a bunch of their things. Hold on. It's, Bullshit. Okay, Let first cereals so, that only no. exist for Halloween exist. CJ, CJ, Booberry and that shit is from General Mills, not Kellogg's. Well, right. That's, so Kellogg's well, no, is going, I'm, this is a niche market Kel- that we yeah. don't have. So what are we going to do? Yeah. We're going to add spooky marshmallows I'm telling them and to hats. fuck off. They <laughs> lost the Halloween wars. There's already established Halloween cereal. You can't, you can't make, you can't retrofit fucking Captain Crunch or whatever to be zomb- zombie crunch. I think they did. It's 
skeleton. That you'd be a, nice. You'd be a good skeleton, actually, like a skeleton Captain yeah. Crunch, like a be, like yeah. a like for the he's, Black he's, Pearl. I would mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, he's got like a really a really big rib cage, so that his pot belly still looks right. Yeah, and then he's it just is filled with crunch berries, and it's horrifying. Oh. And he just takes them out, and he says, "Eat <laughs> of my body." <laughs> the werewolf one is called Fruit Brute. Fruit Brute. Yes. Probably R F R O O T because fruit, you have fruit, you no. It's F R U T E. Oh yeah, you can't use the regular fruit when you talk about cereal because there is actually no fruit in there's it, no, and that's yeah. regulated. Um, but yeah, and then there's Yummy Mummy, which I didn't see this year. I think they Yum, Yummy Mummy I think was they just like kind of they kind of downplay the mummy. They is I mean they. Br- Fruit Brute was also discontinued until like a couple years ago when they realized uh, like, this year actually it's just like old things. Yeah, yeah. people desire it. Yeah. Uh, also, they probably got rid of it because, as you all know, for a long time, uh, <laughs> fucking English people used to eat mummies. They would blend them up and eat them oh, they because would. they thought it would make them live longer. Yeah, because they're that like this like mummy a, is that old. Sounds like some... that's free marketing. And uh, then they like, had this stuff. Good. They also used to grind up mummies and put them into paint and then there was a color of paint called mummy brown if you can believe and they had to stop doing that because they <laughs> ran out of mummies to eat and paint with oh english well that's explorers. the that's that's the first thing out of the way the second thing is obviously the mario movie trailer has dropped ascended. i have not watched it it has come down like a beam of glorious light from miyamoto and every uh-huh. part of the presentation was good because he was like I've been working with my good friend Chris to make such a great movie for you guys, and we're going to hear a little word from him right now. And it pans over to a dude named Chris who apparently runs the Illumination Studio, not Chris Pratt, famous person everyone knows. And this he was is real? Like, like that's actually like, what happened. He's like, thank you, that's Miyamoto-san. So we are such good friends. I cannot tell you how <laughs> excited we are to be working on this. A thing that has been in the works, as he said, for seven years, which is absurd. That is too much. As, but then we I do, mean, I feel then we do a get solid to hear. five years of that is just the two of them like drinking at a bar. They're just like, oh, and what if? Mario was Chris Pratt. Are you know the like, guy from Parks and no, Rec? He's so funny. No way. <laughs> no, no, we couldn't do it. But wait, we could do it, right? But wait a and they minute. Both, they both look at each other and go, oh. How bad and then was they, the trailer? It was I haven't good, watched it. Except for the parts with Chris Pratt in it. Which is a it slight was, problem yeah. considering okay, it's no, Mario. Okay, let me, let, me, let me describe it quickly. Let me do a mini, a mini lore. A mini lore for Fran. The trailer opens, and it's it's an, a beautiful ice kingdom. And then what do we see off in the sky? A giant floating like pool of volcanoes and lavas and and chains with, of course, Bowser's face as the sort mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the stone Bowser face. Mm-hmm. And all of the Koopas descend onto the icy icy plains, and and. Uh, Magi Koopa is there and she's like, I actually I think Magic Koopa is a boy. I'm thinking of Kami Koopa. Magic Koopa yes. goes, Magic Koopa goes, Behold, Jack Black. And then he comes out and he actually sounds like Bowser. He's like, oh. <laughs> it's fucking radical. He's giving it his all. Yeah. Yes, Jack Black. Jack it's Black Bowser. is Bowser. Ah. And he does like 
he sounds like Bowser, but he also has some... that Jack Black affectation. Yeah. It's very good. Especially when he gets excited. It's really good. I really am excited <laughs> to see Jack Black more. But then the gates of the Ice Palace open up, Fran. And what we see before us is an army of penguins. Tiny, oh. short penguins. Are they the wielding... penguins from the N64 game? They're what, absolutely like from the Mario games. The penguins from the N64 game, Fran. And there is one in the middle of them. He wears a crown and a cloak. He's oh. the king penguin. Oh. And he says, feel our wrath, Bowser. And then okay. they start cutely throwing snowballs at him. Okay. And then he's like, do you yield? And Jack Black goes, what the hell? And then he breathes fire all over their castle and Aww. destroys the penguins. Yeah, poor penguins. But inside, inside the castle, he sees a super, a superstar Fran. Mm -hmm. And he goes, he goes, it's a pick of destiny, yeah! <laughs> and then it cuts away to Mario. And this is the most important part, because this is where we're going to have to come in when this, this movie rough. comes out, I think, is that he's like, who's going to stop me? And then and then Chris Pratt is there, and he's like, oh, 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 fuck, what happened? Oh, I did get isekai'd. Oh, my God. What's <laughs> with all these crazy mushrooms? This is, this is, this is crazy, dude. Did they actually make and it then, an isekai? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah no. they did. What? And then, and then uh, Toad's there, and he's kind of got a Toad face. It's, it's Michael Keenan Key, and I wish it was Captain Toad, and I hope there is Captain Toad, and it's also played uh -huh. by, by him. I, but his his voice too. It's like he's he's normal dude voice. He's not doing the Toad voice. I want to place a bet right now that at some point they're gonna have a Toad come up who's like, oh hello. <coughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I I had a little mushroom stuck in my throat, so... as you can imagine. <laughs> so their plan with this movie, I really like that now, <laughs> is to make it like you got put in the video game. You're Mario. Is that kind of well, what we're doing? In the did you did you ever watch the other Mario game? The or the other Mario movie? The, the like, one from the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that one. Nineteen ninety three. It was the yeah. best thing to come out of. I watched that multiple times. Yeah, that one's also an isekai. They like go through the like there's like a portal in the wall oh. or whatever. I watched it and as a child, they... so I guess I don't remember. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, we so, watched it uh, Fran... recently as an adult and uh Fran raises a good question though is are are is it going to be that like a plumber guy is yeah. isekai'd into the mushroom kingdom or is it going to be that just somebody is isekai and becomes yeah, Mario. I think no, it's like no, it's gonna be. It's I'm gonna Chris be like, Pratt. I'm no. Mario. It's like well, it it's like Bella like in the Twilight <laughs> series where you're supposed to be Bella. I think I think pining for the affection to, of Edward Cullen. I think Mario's going to live in like a New Donk City style thing, and <laughs> he's gonna just be working on some pipes, and then he's gonna like fall in, and then. Charlie Day is going to be like, oh my God, bro, I'm coming. And then he's going to come too, but they're going to get like separated. Charlie Day is and also then, in this? Yeah, he's Charlie Luigi. Day is, oh Lu my God. Lugi. And then, and Mario's going to be like, I, I got to find my, I got to find my bro, man. I, I, I don't know where he is. And then Toad's like, nah, I got to help the princess. <laughs> and then she's like, you got to get Bowser. And if you get the star, you'll get the power to bring you and your brother home. 
And then he's gonna go to the different worlds and fucking just try and get the power. Is star. there That's a like pizza? almost it, yeah. certainly going to be the plot of the movie? You gotta, you got plenty of time. Bowser's gotta get sixty nine more before he can even start the final level. And yeah, he's I, a real completionist, so he's gonna go for all one nineteen. No, so, actually, most of the movie is going to be Chris Pratt being like, "Hold on, I just gotta line up with the step, and then if I do a backward long jump into the <laughs> stairs, I will have infinite." negative <laughs> speed and then I can actually just clip through all the walls and get to Bowser. There you go. Anyway, we can't talk about Mario anymore. But I just wanna I want to be on record. I know exactly the plot of the movie before it comes out. And then when I'm right, everyone has to subscribe I... and follow me on Twitter at Spices With and say what a good job I did and what a good boy I am and how proud they are right. of me. Cause my that's, parents that's really do. that's really great. But I have to I have to look at you guys, my my co-hosts and dear friends. I have to apologize. I thought that I could inhabit the world of Resident Evil. And so to do that, I was myself infected with a virus, but mine just made my brain work worse mm. and have sniffles all the time. Mm. And that, that did not work out. That did not work out so well. So we're gonna set the record straight. We're all about being completely and totally accurate on this show. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's a commitment I have made and will uh -huh. make always. Well, mostly correct is fine. Uh, <laughs> that's I, it's right there. In, it's right there in the intro. We do <laughs> we put that specifically in for that case. Right? Are, are you saying like we're no longer going to cut out the sections where you just stop and hock a loogie or? Well, that part is those aren't inaccuracies. Yeah, those are yeah. Oh, that's for the patrons. But no, I I want to make sure that we're all on the same page because going forward. We're doing Resident Evil again, part two. There's more story in the Resident Evil world, and it's gonna get a little weirder somehow. It's gonna right. get wackier, and Fabulous. we need to we need to move forward confident in our existing knowledge. But in my defense, when you teach young idiot children about new topics, you don't teach them like quantum mechanics right off the bat, right? That that. Their idiot brains can't comprehend it. First, they got to learn what a tree is, and they got to learn that stuff is made up of atoms, which is a little lie, right? We say the atoms are the smallest thing, the smallest, the smallest no, this, little bits. This and is then such a later, very long, drawn-out way. Later, they learn that actually there's more bits to the atoms, and they're shaped yeah. like this. And then later, they learn That's actually thin. they All don't have of... shapes. They're like clouds of probability. So... Yeah, there's no rings. We gave on atoms, gave by the you, way, people. We gave you guys the the, the baby's first Resident Evil to get you acclimated and get you warmed up. But With now, very correct information, teach, I'm sure. Now we're going to teach you the real truth. I'm back. I've recovered from the virus. I'm stronger. I'm probably a person who actually becomes immortal from the virus and not perishes to it. And now I'm ready to inform. You guys, my sweet friends, but also all of the beautiful, sexy, sensual people who listen to the podcast as well. This is uh, like a literal five-minute intro to say, I said that uh, Barry died, but listen, I meant I have to. I have to set the record straight on Barry. Barry does not perish, and I feel, I feel terrible to Which imply one? that he did. Which one was Barry's Barry? The, Barry's the one who Wesker tricked into working for him because he said he threatened his family. Oh, but by tricked, and you mean blackmailed. He blackmailed. Got well, it. it turns out <laughs> upon further research, 
apparently the blackmail was fake, but it's like if it's blackmailing to kill his family, like he could do that. So I don't know why it's fake, but it doesn't matter. Barry is alive and well okay. all through the Resident Evil series. And what happens is during the initial outbreak, uh, when Jill Valentine is is in Raccoon City during the Raccoon City incident, it's actually Brave Boy Brad who meets with her to tell her that the nemesis is after her. And he is the one who perishes. Which in... one's Brad? Immediately. Brad is the one who, if you recall, there was another member of Stars on Alpha Team who flew the helicopter. Yes, the helicopter immediately, guy. Immediately got scared and flew away. Yeah. But then came right. back at the end to come get Yes, them. okay, so he's we, the one. We can't. We can't do a I who just, was that I, on I, every I guy. Can't I can't remember. Just, I just, I just mm-hmm. want to make sure everyone knows Barry mm-hmm. could not be killed by the virus. <laughs> Only Brad could be killed by the virus. All right. All right. So why don't you give us like a really quick overview last time on Dragon Ball Z yeah. so that we're up to date on the Resident Evil series and we remember who Brad and Barry and Jill and I, Rachel? Rebecca. Rachel? Rebecca. Rebecca. All right. I will do. I. You know what, Ethan? That was a good tee tee up. I'll take that and run with it. All right. So first, before all the games, let's do a little bit of white colonialism. We've got Edward, Ashford, and Spencer, three wealthy dudes, scientist dudes, in the early '60s who hear about a West African myth that there is a plant that makes people into super people. Mm -hmm. Straightforward. They go out. They do research on the plant they eventually find over there, and it turns out the plant creates a virus that is basically a poison, but if you can survive, you become uh, enhanced with like super strength or speed or intelligence. This is oddly similar to the whole eating mummies situation. It is exact. It's Fran is so <laughs> close to that. I mean, art. art Did they make it into life. a cereal? With berries, <laughs> probably they and probably tried to. They do. They do this. The three men have a little bit of differences, but uh, this is a part I need to get straight. When I said that they wanted to better mankind, they wanted to better mankind in a way that, like, a eugenicist wants to better oh. mankind. Of they course, wanted, there's eugenics. They, they wanted. They wanted to create a bunch of Ubermensch and. Uh, a create like a, a new Freudian world. Over. Slip by CJ. Yeah, yeah, that was that was on me. Listen. The two two of the men, Edward and Ashford, wanted to create like uh, a, a utopia where everyone is like never sick and uh, where they White have like compl- blue eyed, right? And- right, they have complete control. Spencer's the one who wanted to make like a super race of people to oh. like lead the world and to like be the next step in human evolution. They want to do this, but they don't have the resources to do so. They make Umbrella Corporation. That's a mega corporation that has all the resources they need in order to do research on the progenitor virus. Mm -hmm. So their original idea to make a super race of people created the Wesker Project or Project W. That was their first plan. And everything else that Umbrella made was to fund that. Mm. And the Wesker Project was where the Dr. Wesker would kidnap a bunch of kids and do tests on them. Mm-hmm. The, the reason that they got kids is because they needed to, I guess, indoctrinate them with this Ubermensch ideal 
uh, because oh, no. they didn't want to. They didn't want to create a bunch of supermen that didn't share their ideals. You know, that's that's a that's a dangerous slope. Hence so the adopted they, son <laughs> guy. Yeah. So yeah. Albert, Albert. Albert Albert Wesker was one of the children who they indoctrinated uh, who, into their yeah they indoctrinated eugenic to society a race of super people and then eventually they injected him with some progenitor virus. A strain of progenitor virus, and that's what made him very cool and epic. Uh, and then when I said that Dr. Wesker and Dr. Burke were researchers together, after this point, Dr. Wesker is Albert Wesker. He grew up and became a genius doctor who then worked on all of the T-virus stuff. All right. uh, so the original Dr. Wesker is just whatever. He made the Wesker kids and then fucked he off or died or whatever. And the- and he just had a great retirement <laughs> yeah, surrounded sure. by loved ones. No, he probably got killed from an internal struggle or some shit. But <laughs> uh but Dr. Burke and Wesker are both like these indoctrinated dudes. Uh, but Burke is not a superhuman. He's just a really smart doctor who's kind of friend rivals with Wesker. All right, great. Moving forward, Wesker and Burke create the tyrant virus, Mm -hmm. which is a strain of the progenitor virus or known as the T virus. And that makes people zombies. And this part I looked up, which I had to bring up because we didn't bring it up before and is very silly and stupid. The reason that they engineered the T virus to turn people into zombies is because originally the T virus was a bioweapon, right? Like they used it Mm -hmm. to, they just wanted to like kill a bunch of people, but it was too deadly. It would kill the host immediately. So they needed to mutate it so that it would turn the host into a zombie and keep spreading because otherwise it would just infect like a few people and they would all just die and that would be the end of it. It was too fast acting. It was too good. If you've played Plague Incorporated, Mm -hmm. you know that you have to have high infection rates Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as well as lethality. Otherwise, if it's too lethal, you'll burn out too fast. So they made that. And then that's when everyone starts to kind of work on their own thing. Everyone wants to betray everyone and go do their own stuff. And then obviously like the mansion and the labs and nest and all that stuff were created to further the research on this tyrant virus, which they were going to use to fund their research on the Wesker project so that they could make a race of super ubermensch. Great. So. What do we have in the docket for the actual like viruses? What are we dealing with? Well, we've got progenitor. We said that. That's from the flowers in West Africa. And there was legends about them. And they make you superhuman if you can survive them. There's the stuff that made Albert Wesker, which is from that, but slightly different. And it's like still in progress. They're researching it. That's why they want to fund this stuff with their uh, mm-hmm. bioweapon technology. Because they need more research to make more cool Weskers. Uh, there's the T virus, which again it kills people outright, but it only infects ninety percent of people. The T so virus was the one that was fused with Ebola. Yeah the okay. the one that the one that fused the the one that they they added some Ebola to. That's the one that made everyone into zombies. Yeah, okay. uh, because it it became more infectious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why, like. Rabies was right there. Yeah, Such an obvious. But it makes you too afraid of water. I guess I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> you gotta but, put it in know, the water supply. How they else just, are you they gonna... just wanted a yeah. They just wanted a more infectious disease. I don't know. They sure, were like, what's sure, infectious? Sure, sure, Ebola, sure, sure, I guess. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> and then 
And then <laughs> we're really just throwing science <laughs> at the wall and seeing what sticks. Seeing what happens. Sometimes it's more art than science, you know. Uh, the the T virus is kind of a catch-all for everything from here on out. But generally speaking, some people are just immune to it, which is why our main heroes never turn into zombies, even though they get bit a bunch. And uh, there's also some strains of the the virus called the Epsilon strain. We didn't really talk about that, but specifically that's what tyrants are made out of. The tyrants mm. are just infected with T-virus, um, but that doesn't matter as much. Then we have the Nemesis Alpha, which we talked a little bit about because that's what Nemesis is made from. Yeah, with the eyeballs. That Yeah, that's a parasite that they implant inside of a person. Okay. And the reason that they do that is because it lets the person they implant it into maintain human-like intelligence, okay? So the problem with the tyrants, member is that they would just kill indiscriminately mm-hmm. and they couldn't teach them to do anything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they got around this by- Making a parasite. By making a parasite that they could use to control their their tyrants, which made like the nemesis type tyrants, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. were made them smart. They could use weapons. They could take orders, that kind of stuff. Okay. But uh, in order to do research on this parasite, they wanted to combine the T virus with the parasite because that was they would make a super strong person with the T virus, and they'd make them obedient and smart with the with the parasite. Great. Then we have the Golgotha virus or the G virus, which I mentioned came from the research they did on on Lisa, the guy who made the mansion's daughter. Yes. Yeah. Who was she? She. Yeah. Was chained the, up under the mansion somewhere. Right. They did a bunch of viruses or they did a bunch of T virus experimentation on her, which mutated her. Mm-hmm. And she became a crazy, like, unkillable monster. That happens. But, you know, um, they also tried to do research on her with the Nemesis Alpha parasite. Mm. And they infected her, but she was able to kill the the parasite it didn't take her over so they thought that the parasite was not useful but it turns out lisa had mutated a new virus in her body called the golgotha virus which is the g virus Mm -hmm. and that made her unkillable and it also kills the parasite that connected to her so the parasite did work but specifically it did not work on her because she was infected with g virus and then that's what Dr. Burke was able to extract and do research on to make the G-virus. And the G-virus is way more dangerous than the T-virus because the T-virus just turns you into a zombie or sometimes a tyrant if you can use the Epsilon strain. But the G-virus always turns you into a big hulking monster that you know kind of goes crazy. Except for and Lisa? Except for Lisa because she... Well, Lisa was kind of also a monster, but she was infected with a lot of stuff. And okay. What she has like the original strain of the G virus, which okay. just turned her like immortal basically. Uh, but she was a hulking monster who didn't remember who she was at all. Okay. Um, how hulking? But yeah. Uh, she's pretty big. Okay. She's like a hunchback of Notre Dame, but like a tall one. Like the okay. proportions of <laughs> a hunchback of Notre Dame, but like tall. Uh huh. The other thing about the G virus is it turns you into monsters, but the G virus can reproduce with other people. Um, the T virus, you can infect other people and turn them into zombies, mm-hmm. but the G virus can like implant a, a seed onto a host. And then the G virus will turn that person into another huge hulking monster. So it's way more dangerous because instead of getting a million zombies, you get a million 
huge monsters that are Ugh. almost impossible to kill. Yeah, that sounds like not a good thing for the rest of us. And if you remember from the Resident Evil stream, like while we stream Resident Evil at twitch.tv slash cooking with spices, we've been playing Resident Evil 3. You know that Nemesis like grabs people on the head and then they get like a big infection on their mm -hmm. head. That is the, that's the, parasite. the Nemesis parasite yeah. that's reproducing and infecting other hosts. Got it. And that's going to be important today, friends. So remember about the parasites. Okay. We didn't talk about it much before because we're going to talk about it today. Parasites infecting other nemesis. Potential nemesis. Got it. All right. And so we, now we've got all that set. All the record is straight. All the diseases. There's only, there's only one more thing to go over because I flew over all the Arclay Lab stuff. Is but... that the Nest 2? Or is it just... No, that's that's before all that. I said that... Remember I said that there was a secret like base where they made new executives to train yeah. to be... In Europe or yeah. something? Yeah. It's not in Europe. Oh. It's, uh, it's in like Raccoon next City? To it's like next to Raccoon City. Because why if not? You can believe. Uh, but no, there's like a there's like a mountain facility called Arclay Labs, and that is where they did all this indoctrination stuff for the Wesker project. But it's also where they tried to like get new executives and all that stuff. But guess you what? Also there's believe also there's also a lab underneath them. And you remember that I said they did research with the T virus and with leeches. Yeah. That's where they did the leech um, leech research was in our clay lab. And okay. that's where the first outbreak happens because Got it. I, di I didn't talk about this because it kind of doesn't matter, but they accidentally created a monster called queen leech, which gained human sentience <laughs> and wanted to make a bunch of other leech things. And so it released as a queen a does virus. Yeah, it released a T-virus strain into the labs, and then that's where the first breakouts happen, and then that's when the police department decides to send in the Bravo team to go check it out. But actually, Wesker got orders from Umbrella to send out the STARS team to see how strong these monsters are, mm. because... They wanted to sell them as weapons, so they wanted to get <laughs> combat data, yeah. and then they also wanted all of the STARS members to die because okay. they don't want any witnesses. <laughs> and so that's when they sent out Bravo team, mm -hmm. who was able to escape the Arclay Labs and figure out what was going on, and then Wesker sabotaged their helicopter, but they survived, so he sent in the rest of Alpha team to, again, go get combat data and to kill all of the STARS members so that there was no one left who knew of his evil machinations. Okay. And that was the mansion incident. And then another small detail doesn't really matter. The outbreak in Raccoon City, we said, was because of the uh, the water got contaminated. Yeah. Poison in the water hole. The, what happened is, remember, they, they attacked the Dr. Birkin and mm -hmm. took his G-virus samples uh -huh. and his T-virus samples that he was working on yes. because... All of the stuff happening in the background was everyone trying to get everyone else's research. Because like I said, they're all kind of doing their own thing and they all want to do a betrayal on each other. Yeah, so they, they need the other it. person's research. But to do so, they have to take it first. And so when Dr. Birkin injected himself with the G-virus to become a G-monster, that is when he, as a G-monster, chased down the team that killed him, basically. Mm -hmm. And he beat their shit up and they had the G virus and the T virus. And that's when the T virus, after he was done absolutely beating this team into a pulp, got leaked into the groundwater and, mm. uh, and eventually into the, the main water supply. And that's why the outbreak happened, because Dr. Birkin became a big monster. Okay. 
All right, we're all caught up. Yeah. So. So if you recall, at the end of the last episode, I said we have our our brave survivors: Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield, Leon S. Kennedy, uh, the fucking Ripper legend Barry, <laughs> and uh, and then Rebecca Chambers and Sherry, who was the little kid that was they the kid as well. Yeah. Which one was Rebecca? Rebecca was the survi- only surviving member of Bravo team okay. and does not matter. So yeah. we can forget about her and we can, for the most part, forget about Barry's. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to forget about Barry. Just know that Barry's doing his own thing and that I love Never forget I, Barry. I, I love you, Barry. Okay. I'm in Claire, love with you, Barry. Claire and Chris are siblings. Claire yep. saved Sherry. Yep. Uh, and Leon. And Leon also saved Sherry. Yeah. Okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm making a diagram for myself. Jill knows <laughs> Barry and Jill knows Rebecca. Barry. And Rebecca and Chris, Jill and Chris are co-workers, and now they're now they're partners because they're teaming up to go hunt. Oh, down they're partners. The the oh yeah they are. You better believe. Uh okay. All right, Kay. Ethan. Remember at the beginning of all of this mess when I promised you we were only going to talk about the mainline series. Well, yeah. Are we not? Well, Ethan. There's a virus called the T Veronica virus, which happens <laughs> in one of the mini games. And we only need to know about it because it's the first time that it's the reason that Leon S. Kennedy, whose canonical backstory, it is his first day on the job as a police officer. Mm-hmm. Yes. In Resident Evil now, 2. He's now a cool secret agent for the American government because he went on this big quest to go find the T. Veronica virus, which was made by an Ashford. Because Ashford, the first one who made Umbrella, had a kid, and that kid did a bunch of clone research to create Ashford grandchildren, and then those children also got infected with a virus called the T. Veronica virus that made them super smart, but it also made them die, so they needed to find a cure for that, and Leon had to go out and find this cool T. Veronica virus, and he does so with his cool buddy Jack Krauser, who's an all-American super spy mega agent they work for the anti-umbrella pursuit and investigation team it is a new team made by the american government to wrangle up all of this umbrella bullshit and bring it to justice and so jack takes leon yeah jack takes leon under his wing and uh it's two years i think after the raccoon city incident and now leon is no longer a cop on his first day i don't know if it takes two years to make someone into a, a special agent for the american government but leon did it and so it's just leon an interview a, process anyway leon is a super agent uh oh and you asked what happened to sherry i guess claire went off to go find chris because yeah. she was still worried about him but then uh leon took sherry under his wing for a while Oh. Uh, and and raised her as a as a father figure for a bit while he was training to become. Man, a he's super, a busy guy. Agent. Yeah, wow. he's doing a he's it, doing single a lot. dad. Yeah, on, hunting viruses on paper. On paper, Leon is so cool. He's and so he's such like, a dork, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah, on paper he's awesome, but then like in the games, he's just. He's very much a dork. He's got such Raiden energy where he's like such a dweeb. <laughs> he he's like a fanboy of like Chris Redfield and stuff, but he just wants to be a cool guy with all the other cool guys. So how does Leon oh, know who yeah. Chris is then? Or does that happen later? Well, because well, he knows Claire and Claire is. Oh, is... Claire has talked to him about her brother. 
Yeah, and okay. they they all they all talk now. All okay. of the main characters are in communication. All in this little mini game. They all yeah. they all yeah. chatting. Got that group not, chat. Not in, in this game specifically, but yeah, in there are a bunch of like little side mini games with uh not mini games. I mean they're full games, but yeah, they they kind of happen between the raccoon incident and the rest of this stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, which so we're not going to talk it, about too much cuz it's boring. It's worth noting that the the Resident Evil universe, you can kind of like cut it up into chunks of time. Mm-hmm. So like with Resident Evil 1 through 3, we have like Umbrella Corporation is doing all of this stuff in the dark. Well, zero through until, three. Until like zero you're right. Yeah. Zero <laughs> through three. Re, um Umbrella Corporation is doing all of this in the dark and like, you know, nobody knows until the Raccoon City outbreak. Mm-hmm. Uh Resident Evil four through six, I believe, is kind of this different world now where Umbrella Corporation has been outed as doing a bunch of bad shit. And like the world is just a world of like bioweapons now because yeah. they've gotten out there. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it is, they're known by like the government agencies and stuff, but it's still secret from the public, just so we're clear. They carpet bombed <laughs> Raccoon City to cover all of it up. Did it? Work? Uh, it sounds like it didn't and, work though. Well, they, the, a city was destroyed, and they know that, but they don't know the the general population doesn't know about bioweapons now. Did it actually American... contain the the T virus though? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that, that was effective in that regard. Okay. Yeah. So, and then if you recall, the other big players are Albert Wesker, who was blown up in the mansion incident. Yep. And uh, Ada Wong, who was killed in a, a kerfuffle with Doctor Burke, mm-hmm. the the lady Doctor Burke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doc Burke. <laughs> and then that brings us through the Raccoon City incident. Like Ethan said, there's now a, a task force to the wrangle up all of these umbrella stuff. The anti umbrella pursuit Alpit. and investigation team, the Alpit. Oh, say, there's no fun the stars type thing. Fine. No. What in the world is Chris doing? Because Claire went to go yeah, find what? him, right? But like, obviously, yeah. Chris can't do stuff for stars. So yeah, what, what is what, what is he? What's doing? that well, boy what, up to? <laughs> one of the in between games is that Claire and Chris reunite, and because uh, he was doing research in in Europe, because the Spencer family comes from Europe. So he's uh, a researcher so they, now. <laughs> he's well, he's an he's an investigator. He's okay. trying to he's trying to figure out. He has no authority this. though. Yeah, he's a rogue. He's just, he was just a cop for Raccoon <laughs> yeah. City. And oh, now yeah. he's off I mean, in Europe doing investigation. Some, Who gives him rogue, the authority? He's a rogue agent looking what, for clues. His, his rugged handsomeness gives him authority. Oh, yeah, it gives him authority over me. Uh, we'll come back to the Redfields, don't you worry. Okay. But he's, but but know that he's doing stuff. Investigations. He's he's out there. He's got his nose to the ground looking okay. for looking for clues. But let's begin. At one Resident Evil 4, we are given our premise pretty much right off the bat. Leon S. Kennedy is the only one epic enough to save the president's daughter, who was kidnapped and brought to Spain. Is this like the My Date with the President's Daughter movie? It's very similar to that, except 
the the I guess the reason they send Leon is because this seems like it was an inside job and they don't know who they could trust. But because Leon's only been there for like a year, they're like it's definitely they it's, not you. They know it's not him. <laughs> so that's why they send only wait, Leon wait, to wait, find wait, the wait, president's wait. daughter. I I did not know that it had nothing to do with the fact that this is a very zombie related mission and he no. has zombie experience. No, literally nothing to do with that. <laughs> well, they did they know it was know zombie a, related already? No, they don't they don't know it's a zombie thing right now. They're just like oh get the God. president's daughter back. That's so unfortunate for Leon. He's just like, oh, I'm so happy to have put all of that behind me. I just get to be a good secret. Oh, yeah. these are zombies, aren't they? Well, he joined he- Opit. So he knew that. Yeah, so he's like against the umbrella. He did. Yeah. So in, right, his, in his mission with Krauser uh, in the previous, like, in-between game, he was literally like, I just can't get away from the, the <laughs> raccoon city. I, it's everywhere. The zombies are in the trees. Uh, but I mean, they there were send... plant zombies, so that's a fair concern. Yeah. They, um... They didn't send Krauser though. Uh, Krauser, I guess, uh, died in a different mission in between the oh. games as well. Oh, so beans. that's also so Leon's Leon his is, successor. Leon's, Leon's just kind of next in line. Yep. All right. Um. So Leon gets to Spain, and he he's in a he's in a small village, but something is strange. The villagers are all acting very weird. He says that he's looking for this girl, and he's he's asking around, and he's he's being very cold shouldered. Um, but it turns out that this village is controlled by another ancient Spanish myth this time that believes that there is a creature that can control the population. And indeed, this creature is several parasites called Los Plagas. Okay. And Los Plagas has created a cult around itself called Los Illuminados, uh, which is (laughs) controlled by a guy named Sadler who is using these parasites to infect people and control their mind. Hmm, where have we heard something like that Mm. before? How Hmm. old is this myth of the thing that controls? Ancient myth. Of Spanish lore, I'm sure everyone from Spain can validate that they believe in Los Plagas. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, they love the worm here. And it turns out that Leon going through the village, all these villagers are infected. And when they decide to attack him, they all all get at him at once. That's scary. And yeah, no, they all turn at you at one time. And then... uh, they're like, okay, so Ashley's been captured by a Spanish cult that has parasites in them. Very cool, very great. How could <laughs> things get any worse? Well, Ada's here. What? She's alive. I but thought she, she died. died. She Two games died. ago. No, she did not die. She faked her death and was she able to escape. She faked her falling down a giant chasm? Isn't that well, what she happened? Did do, she did do that part, but she survived. <laughs> and she, I she was able to escape Nest before it, it was. She, she rolled when she. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. She was Negate able to damage. escape Nest before it exploded. That's good. And was able to get the G virus sample. You remember the one that uh, was 
also thought to be lost. With Ada, yes. With Ada. No, she had it. Oh. And then this part doesn't matter, but I think it's funny. That virus sample was destroyed. But then Dr. Burke, who we thought was dead, the monster one. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. alive too. And so Ada killed him and then just took another sample from him, which was good enough. <laughs> Why? So, so I don't know. I don't know why. Because there was a, I mean, there was a story telling about why Ada was alive, and then they had to have a boss for her to fight, and then they I don't know they had to get the it's G-Virus. like actual TV filler episodes. Yeah, it's it's so, it's so bizarre. I'd rather but, a beach episode, but you know that's me. and and just so Ooh. just so you guys know that what I have to like fucking deal with and why stuff is complicated a lot of the times. Ada works for a shadow organization. Which has no name and is just called a shadow organization through all the games. It never once does does this particular, it's just a rival company to Umbrella who is never named or referenced. And when Umbrella goes under, they don't apparently exist anymore. So I don't know. I don't know. She just works for for shadows, shadow people, (laughs) whatever. But hey, she's here in Spain too. What are the odds? Weird. At the same village? I what? know, with the one with all the parasites in it, isn't Wild. that crazy? Oh. <laughs> it's a small world, am I right, Leon? <laughs> okay. Anyway, he's like, Ada, I love you so much. I thought you were dead. And then she's like, oh, Leon, I can get you to do any, I can simp, have you simp for me any day. And Is uh, that actual, okay, is there actual romantic subplot or is it just implied? She does, she does the thing where it's like, oh, Leon, looks like you're in a bit of trouble. I need to get out of here with this virus sample, but I got you a little present. And then she gives him like a rocket launcher and she's like, don't die. Otherwise, you're not going to taste this ass. Okay, so she's the flirtation. I mean, Leon's, no, Leon's just an idiot. uh, He isn't, he's a fucking dork. He doesn't do anything. (laughs) It's it's absolutely one of those uh, game storytelling things, right, where he doesn't directly say, oh, I'll just simp for you, but he does just, like, unquestioningly do whatever the beautiful lady says okay. is a good idea. Okay. Exactly. Uh, so now we they get separated. Uh, Ada's motives, like always, are still a little unknown. Uh, but while they get separated, Leon gets a little friend put inside of him. That's right. He's infected with one of the parasites, Ugh. one of Las Plagas. Ew. And so he kind of has to deal with that uh, because, uh, as you as you remember, once the parasite matures, it will render him unable to resist mind control from the cult leader Sadler. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still looking for the president's daughter at this point, in case he forgot. <laughs> but uh, now he has a parasite in him, so he's also racing against the clock to try and, and find a way to cure himself. We have one other major player, a very sensual, the, sexy major player who we oh, haven't. That's the shop salesman guy. No, although he says, What, what are you, you buying? Open? He says as he opens his cloak. <laughs> yeah, he does say that. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> There's a shopkeeper everyone likes in this game, including me. But no, there is a very sexy one, Dr. Luis. Uh, and he is a uh he's a, a person who, you know, lives in the area and mm-hmm. keeps meeting up with Leon and Ada. And but isn't he... mind controlled as far nope. as we can tell. Okay. No, he is not. 
and he is trying to help them out and uh he point kind of points leon into the direction of the the big castle that is Whoa. wild uh that is in spain i mean yeah spain has castles and he says uh the cult is based out of this castle and if you want to get the president's daughter you got to get in there and uh and get out leon is able to eventually find the president's daughter ashley ashley Leon, Leon, help me. I'm being shot at. So that's what she sounds like the whole game. The rest of the game is an escort mission. You escort oh, the president's daughter dear. out of the zombies. That sounds awful. Very good. You can tell her to hide in like a trash can though, so it's kind of funny. You'd be like, Get in there. Follow. Mm-hmm. Stay. Follow. And while Leon is dealing with Ashley, the president's daughter, uh, Ada is meeting up with Luis, and they seem to have a little bit of a business because Ada wants Luis to give her a sample of the Pagas, um, but Luis doesn't have one, which is not what Ada wanted. Uh, but what we learn from this, this interaction, is that uh, Luis was actually an inside informant in one of the labs that was doing research here on Las Plagas. And he wanted to get the fuck out because it was starting to get real weird. They were yeah. doing cult stuff and mind controlling people. So he contacted a shadow organization. Different a one? Competitor, a little competitor to Umbrella Corporation. And said, hey, listen, I need to get out of here. I will give you a sample of the Las Plagas parasite if you come and get me the fuck out of here. Okay. So Ada is the shadow organization. Yeah. So Ada has come to collect both Luis and the Plagas sample. But Mm. Luis doesn't have the Plagas sample right now. So Ada and Luis are still going through the, the castle. And now Leon and uh, and Ashley are going through the castle. Leon and Ashley are both infected with Las Plagas and needs to find a way mm. to cure themselves. Otherwise, it, I mean, it's, it's no point if they escape. They're gonna have they're gonna have a bad bad parasite in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's and I I believe that's that's the plot, right? That's the reason why they kidnap the president's daughter. They're going to mind control, parasite her, and then send her back. And use her as an informant. That's exactly correct, Ethan, which is a very strange plan. It's a very convoluted one. Couldn't they have well, just brought I, the parasite to her in the I States? Believe, or like was she like vacationing in Spain or something? I believe the plan was to infect her and mind control her, and then she was going to infect the president of the United States with a parasite right. as well. And then they would have control over the United States government, okay. the most powerful and... entity in the world, except Umbrella Corporation and its subsidies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I I might be wrong here, but I sort of feel in my heart that if those villagers had just let Leon go through and save the president and or leave. save the president's daughter yeah. and just leave, like it would have worked. They went, to, they went to fucking know the difference. Yeah, yeah. no, I, it was a, it was a miscalculation. But as we as we will see, Sadler is not the the best at this. He's not a great uh, cult leader. It sounds like. Well, yeah. So Sadler is the cult leader, but first and foremost, he is a researcher who has been doing research on the plagas mm-hmm. and. He knows about the the ancient 
tales about the Plagas being like a mind control thing. But through his research, he is able to make what is known as the dominant Plagas. And a person infected with the dominant Plagas will mm -hmm. be able to exert their mind control over the people who have the regular Plagas. So does he have dominant Plagas then? He indeed infects himself with dominant okay. Plagas to become the cult leader for this group. Mm -hmm. And this is the part that doesn't make any fucking sense. Because he made a, pl a dominant Plagas to put into the president, which by the game's own logic would say that the president would maintain all of his personality and then would just get control over the other Plagas instead of them getting control over him. But they don't explain why that's not the case. And also, it's definitely the dominant Plagas that they want to put into the president. Okay. It's not well, a situation where Sadler has like the dominant Plagas and then they give the president right. the he's sub got, dominant he's got Plagas. A, Alpha I, dominant Plagas, and he wants to. It's a whole hierarchy. <laughs> he wants to give the president beta cock yeah, dominant Plagas. He Plagos. wants to give him scrimbloke <laughs> Plagas. Yeah, it's a whole weird thing. But very specifically, they were going to give the president dominant Plagas. Well, why does that matter? The Plagas sample that Luis was supposed to give to Ada was the very Plagas sample that they were going to use to infect the president, but he lost it. <laughs> Just lost it. Oh, jeez. He did not ah, just lose it, but he did not just lose that, but we'll come back to that. Because Did he infect uh, himself with it? Ho ho ho. Oh no, that's not. Oh, true. okay. Um no, Luis does not have the the plug us at all. Okay. Did they uh, accidentally infect not, Leon with it? Because that'd be funny. No, Leon no Leon has beta cuck plug us. Ah, okay. Um but <laughs> there's another there's a guy named Salazar. Uh, right. Who's weird? He's the one who owns the castle, but he got, uh, he got culted. So he he turns, he turns into a, a gigantic. Monster. Yeah. I only bring him up because he's a little man who has the stature of a ten-year-old boy, but the face of a sixty-year-old man, Ugh. and also he's canonically twenty years old. So <laughs> and owns do with the castle. That what you will. And he owns the castle. His he's like a he's like a. Spanish Baron. Okay. Uh, so whatever. He's one of the the mini bosses that you have to go through okay. to to make your way through the story. He's not really a big deal, and he does end up dying. It's fine. But what we learn while Leon is dealing with Salazar in his castle is that Jack Krauser, an agent for the American government, did not perish <gasps> in a, a random mission between video games. No. In fact, he turned and became a secret. He was like, fuck this. I'm going to just be a, <laughs> a plant for a shadowy organization that has no name. And I am going to use my closeness with the president to kidnap the president's daughter and bring her to Spain to infect her with the Plagas virus. And then he brings her to Saddler and is like, wait a second, you have a dominant Plagas virus that Luis is supposed to give to a shadowy organization? I work for that shadowy organization, so I'm supposed <laughs> to get that. But I would what much a rather coincidence. I would much rather put that put that parasite inside of me. Ah. So I'm going to do that. So Luis's original parasite was not lost. It was taken by Krauser, okay. who put it inside of him so that he could get immense strength and 
This, so he, he does also, work for the same shadowy organization as Ada. Well, That's he's right. just double-crossed the shadowy organization a little, also. A little bit. He did also do that <laughs> and is kind of teaming up with Sadler, who's like, I don't want the shadow organization to come take my stuff. So, because Luis was the one working with the shadowy organization, not Sadler. So Luis is trying to turn on Sadler and give them the parasite. But then the shadowy organization has to send in Ada Wong to go kill Jack Krauser for being a traitor and also to get a sample of the Plagas virus. And that is why our characters are where they are now. And also, this is a big reveal moment because Leon trusted Krauser and he thought he was dead, but he's not. He's a monster now. He's very strong. Mm -hmm. And he says, don't you see? It's working for the government's lame. It's all about power and being strong and having a parasite in you. And Leon goes, I have a little parasite in me. He goes, ha, 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 you are a little fool, Leon. You could have had a big daddy parasite like me. (laughs) Just had to kidnap the president's daughter, Leon. I'm still lost. Okay, so. How could you possibly be lost, friend? (laughs) What is not clear? So the shadow organization wanted Krauser to get the sample of the virus. Yeah. Or something? Okay. Yeah, the parasite. Yeah. But he ended up kidnapping the president's daughter to do it? Question mark? Or was he already double crossing the double they, crossing at that point they, and working uh, for the cult leader? Yeah, so that's the weird part because kidnapping the president's daughter was also part of the shadowy organization's plan. Why? Because they wanted to blackmail the president. Okay. So the shadow organization wanted to blackmail the U.S. president or hold like hold her for ransom or yeah. some shit. They wanted so Sadler was Sadler was the only one who could use Las Plagas to do mind control, but the shadowy organization also wanted to do his plan, but just you know, right? That's that's but why they, they wanted, wanted to be in charge Plagas. of it. Okay, exactly. So exactly. the shadowy organization and the cult had the same objective. Here's the thing. <laughs> Who could be epic enough to run such a shadow organization so that they could do all of these complicated machinations behind the scene, pulling the strings? Who does like Ada Wong work for, Fran? I assume someone who has an affinity for police stations that have lots of statues that open up with medallions and levers. Fran, and I have to come clean. And to Ethan, I guess, too, but mostly Fran. I apologize. (laughs) I said the in-between games didn't matter, and I lied to you, and I knew that I was lying to you. I'll never forget you. (laughs) Because there's a game called Resident Evil Code colon Veronica. In which... Isn't that one you referenced already with the T-Veronica virus? The T-Veronica is... A part of that game, okay. but is not the same game that Leon did his epic adventure with Jack oh. Krauser. That's okay. a different game. Okay. In fact, in Code Veronica, we follow one Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine, who mm-hmm. are globetrotting across Europe to try and find information about Umbrella Corporation. Okay. And they're able to follow a series of clues that shows them where Spencer could be hiding and that, in fact, Albert Wesker lives. Oh. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> the, the big reveal. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Albert Wesker's alive and he's looking for Spencer because he's got questions about his upbringing because he didn't know that he was an experiment, I guess. Mm. Which, who cares? Classic identity crisis. Uh, But he thinks that Spencer's a tool and wants to go kill him. I thought that I was just indoctrinated into a eugenics-loving Aryan race corporation. I've actually also been experimented on. Yeah, this is bullshit, dude. Fuck you. Uh... (laughs) I was down with the first half of that. That was great. Well, here's the thing. So, obviously, the game Code Veronica happened uh, in which Chris and Jill are able to find uh, find out what happened with, uh, with Wesker and that he is still alive and that he is looking for Spencer. And also, of course, this game is connected to the other Resident Evil mainline games via the Dark Side Chronicles, <laughs> of course, the rail shooter that connects the stories between Resident Evil 2 and 3 and Code Veronica. What? And in that, in that rail shooter, I guess, we get this story that Albert Wesker is alive and is running the shadow organization that Ada Wong works for that okay. has no name to try right. and steal research to make bioweapons to create okay. a new world order. So, pause. Alright, so Wesker in theory <laughs> died in Resident Evil Zero? No, he in theory died no. in Resident Evil one, yeah, one. Resident Evil okay. One in the mansion. So, in the mansion, his mansion that he has an affinity for fun doors and stuff. Okay. Yes. Um, he supposedly dies, and then a few days later, he has established a shadowy organization because he sends Ada Wong to go retrieve things from the lab. Brand, or d- he probably had that a while ago. Okay, brand, so he's had brand, a shadowy organization brand. for a while. Fran, you foolish girl, thinking that this all wasn't part of Albert Wesker's machinations from the very beginning. You see, Albert Wesker wanted to turn traitor on Umbrella, as we already know. Uh And he wanted to bring Umbrella's research to the shadowy organization so that he can get in good with them. Oh, he's not in charge of the shadowy organization. Not in Resident Evil 1. Or 2. But he, but he, he releases the tyrant in the mansion that eventually kills him, as I'm sure you recall. But he knew that the tyrant would attack him first because he was one of the researchers who created the tyrant and Mm -hmm. knew that the tyrant would despise him and Mm. make it look as though he had died, thus making it easier for him to leave the Umbrella Corporation and bring the research over to the Shadow Organization. And unbeknownst to... I guess most everybody who thought that he was dead, he was given a special version of the progenitor virus, a in-progress version that turned him into a superhuman with the ability to, quote, heal wounds faster, which is why he didn't die from getting stabbed through the chest. Mm -hmm. And this is very important and comes up every time I look up what happened to Wesker after (laughs) the Resident Evil 1 game. Made him very fast. It is important <laughs> to know that he can run very fast. Okay. Which is why he was able to escape the mansion before it exploded. Okay. I, I can I can confirm Albert Wesker is very fast. Uh, we've talked before about how these games have you do like tank controls, like very slowly try to aim your gun ah. kind of thing, right? 
every time you fight Albert Wesker, you're playing like a PlayStation one game is slowly moving, and he moves like he's in the fucking Matrix. <laughs> like you shoot, and he's just suddenly five feet to the right. Yeah, uh, it is. It is very silly, and so Wesker wanted to leave Umbrella because he wants his money for he wants to make money because capitalism. And, and he also wants to get higher up in this yeah. new shadow so, organization. And join the shadow does. organization. He also wants to start a new world and order. Because, he wants, because, because he wants to start a new world order. Yes. Because eugenics. Because right? he was indoctrinated on the principles of eugenics for yeah. the upbringing for the Project Wesker. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great. And then he was able to bring some of the research with him to the shadow yeah. organization, but they didn't have the T-virus. They did, have the, so, they did have the T virus. Then why did they? No, no. Which one was Ada trying to get then? The G, the G, G virus. virus. He didn't have the G virus because it was Lisa. Specifically, well, Lisa was the originator of the yeah. G virus, but it was Dr. Burke who was working in Nest who had all of the G virus research. Okay. Which but Wesker didn't Albert have access Wesker, to that. But he knew where it was because Albert Wesker. And Dr. Burke were, as you recall, both co-workers yeah. and work friends and also competitors. Wesker was trying to get Burke to leave the Umbrella Corporation, but Burke wanted to stay at first because he got to work in the nest and mm -hmm. do all the research he could possibly want. But then he did also want to leave Umbrella eventually, but Wesker already knew that Burke had the G-Virus research, mm. which is why he informed the Shadow Organization to send Ada Wong to okay. go get the G-Virus during the Got outbreak. It. Got it. Okay. And that's how the Shadow Organization knew of the G-Virus at all. And then because Ada Wong successfully got the G-Virus. They're like, well, Wesker, you do have Wesker, good information. Wesker, you've done well. You should yes. be higher up in our shadow organization. Yes. And while Leon is becoming an epic <laughs> cool guy, you will now run all of our mm -hmm. clandestine missions to get more bioweapons. If you get promoted one more time, we'll tell you what the shadow organization's <laughs> name is. It's pretty good. It's pretty creative. <laughs> and so it turns out Ada was working on orders of Wesker this whole time. Not the whole time. Well, at least Just for this now. Time. During the whole time in Resident Evil 4. Yes. And Resident they... Evil 2 is just the Shadow Organization's orders based on intel from Wesker. Yes. Okay. And Wesker wants that Wesker wants that parasite. In fact, uh I can also now reveal to you that this parasite was indeed the uh the first uh in in the same way that the progenitor virus was the original t virus this parasite is the original nemesis alpha parasite which turns people into oh. into so, nemeses so it's implied that they did a uh, white people what mm -hmm. it was, colonialism on multiple yeah. places, not just well, this the was flower. Spain. That's where white people are from. But yeah, they also <laughs> went to they also went to this place to do and research Spain. on. Okay, so this. they have gotten the parasite with the Umbrella Corporation before, and they did research on it. So then the question is, think, why didn't yeah. Wesker have that research then? If he's all, I got the research from well, Umbrella. Well, Sadler, Sadler is doing all of this like refinement research to create 
the dominant Plaga. So Sadler's also Umbrella? It literally says that Sadler has a, quote, mysterious past. So <laughs> they don't know how he got the research to do Las Plaga stuff, but he did. Okay. What about Louise? took over with his cult. Louise was just a researcher who worked for him. Okay. But he was a plant for the Shadow Organization. Okay. Um, well, the project well, was led by Dr. Luis. Okay. Um, so was, Luis was wasn't like originally the, a plant. He eventually was like, fuck this shit and was like, help me. Yeah, like, he didn't like the yeah, he didn't like the whole cult stuff that the that Sadler was doing. Okay. So um, but he's basically the one who helped create the dominant Plagas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh. Wesker wants <laughs> Wesker wants the dominant Plagas. That's a new thing that they don't have yet, and that's why he's doing all of this stuff. Doesn't he, wouldn't he also want the normal Plagas too? If that's the whole point is that you have dominance over the standard inflected Plagas. Well, they, well we got that stuff all yeah, over the they, place. They, al- they already have the, uh, the nemesis oh, okay. alpha parasite. So oh, they that's don't really right. Because Umbrella that. already took it. Got it. Okay. So mm-hmm. they have that. So they yeah. They don't really need that as much. The, the dominant Plagas is the most uh, important thing for got Wesker it. right now. Okay. And Wesker really just kind of picks and chooses what he thinks is important and what he doesn't. So okay. all has been revealed, basically. <laughs> and uh, I just, I imagine left. if this was someone's first Resident Evil game, they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? You don't know. You don't, you don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Even if you know what's going on, you don't really know. <laughs> this this was my first Resident Evil game. And did you, uh, did you did know you what understand? was going on? <laughs> I mean, so they do a pretty good job. It's it's one of those games, right, where the primary plot with Sadler and Spain is at the forefront. Right. And they do they do like the reveals of like Albert Wesker and you're like, well, that doesn't really mean anything to me. <laughs> yep. Um, but like the main story does push you forward that you're I was very invested. Okay. Uh well. Our heroes eventually get all the information they need. Uh, Sadler is becoming a bigger and bigger Plagas monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luis is, ends up tragically dying, uh, trying to trying to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, fortunately, before he dies, he left behind information on how to cure. The Plagas, ah. which is why he doesn't have the Plagas, because he was able to research a cure. Makes sense. And Leon and Ashley are able to use this information to cure their own Plagas. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they wish to escape. Ada also gets her, her sample of the dominant Plagas and also wants to escape. Uh, she's able to do so. And Leon's like, will you take us with you? And she's like, no, but I'll leave you a little jet ski behind. So you can do a little escape <laughs> sequence. And he's like, okay, thanks, what a, Ada. What a kind secret shadow organization agent. So able uh, Ada is able to get out with the with the Plagas sample. And Leon and Ashley are also able to escape, cured of the Plagas, and with intel that helps them cure Plagas in the future, which Leon oh. gives to his anti-umbrella organization, which they use to protect people from more Plagas in the future. And Sadler is defeated as he turns into a giant monster. 
mm-hmm. and is obviously blown up by many big explosives, just like all big zombies. And that is the end. Leon returns the president's daughter, who gives him a nice sloppy kiss and then oh. a hand job. <laughs> Oh. And it's pretty cool because she is a little cutie. Uh, it it's it's very weird. She's she's your classic like Japanese game female protagonist where she's like, I'm whatever age is legal, barely legal, where this game has come out. Yeah. And then and she's like, Don't look at my skirt, you perv. But do I guess. Uh huh. Yeah, no, they absolutely throw a bunch of spots because it's like a uh, follow protect quest, yeah. right? Yeah. And they do many a time where you have to go down the ladder first, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm going down the ladder now." And if you look up, like, you see, <laughs> someone, someone had to program <laughs> so that when you look up, you see her panties, and then she said, "Oh, pervert." They just, tea. they just, they just programmed. Oh dear. Yeah. When did this game panties. come out? <laughs> I don't know, the golden age of video games. Who knows? Um, so question about the Spanish village. So mm-hmm. they blew up the bo- the boy, the main boy, the dominant boy. Mm-hmm. Um, what about all the people who were infected by this parasite? Are um, they just still there or did they pull a raccoon all of city them where were they killed just... by Leon? Okay. So, <laughs> all right. no, I believe I believe the epilogue to the story is that village never actually gets better and always just has the plagas in it. Oh. So Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, the research continues that Umbrella was doing in the form of the new shadow organization and that Wesker lives and Ada lives and uh, there's, a, there's a new generation of bioweapons being made. Let's go back to Christopher, uh, mm-hmm. who, as we all know from... The Lost in Nightmares Resident Evil 5 DLC <laughs> is hunting <laughs> hunting Jill, hunting with Jill uh to find Spencer and Wesker. Uh we mentioned that a little bit earlier. Uh they work for a new organization called the Bioterrorism Security Assessment Alliance or the BSAA, which is an important organization going forward and is the main is the main organization that Chris is associated with from now on. They are able to find Wesker and Spencer. But Wesker kills Spencer because he is like, you are not the next generation of cool guys. I am. And you are not worthy to be the ubermensch. And Spencer, who, like I said, is trying to find a cure for uh, dying of old age uh, and is unable to do so and is eventually put down by Wesker. And so... uh. Wesker is like, oh, Chris, you big hunk of man, you get over here. I'm going to do the biggest murder on you right now. I just killed my kind of fake business daddy, and I'm rock hard. And Jill goes, no, Chris, I will save you because I love you. And she grabs Wesker, and the two of them tumble off of a cliff, killing both of them. No. So Jill and Wesker are dead now. No. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Wesker's dead. Wesker Wesker's dead for real now. No. He dies, <laughs> he he is dies not. between he dies between video games again, Fran. We know that he's not, though, because he we literally have established that he has the super eugenic no, formula inside Fran, of him. Just don't, that makes don't, him let, the, don't let the fact he, that he they never so found fast. their body. 
He can Don't run let the fact so that they fast. never found the bodies convince you that he's still alive. They didn't find the bodies because they got eaten by fish or something. Wesker's dead. Mm-hmm. Jill is dead. All I right. can maybe believe Chris, Jill, but, but eh. Chris is Chris is sad now, but he needs a new partner. So in comes Sheva. Uh, they they are working. They're all working for the BSAA. Um, okay. Sheva Sheva is a local to West Africa. And Chris is on a mission to West Africa to investigate some uh, very concerning reports that there is some sort of parasite that infects the host and turns them into mind-controlled zombies. Some sort of plug us, perhaps. Okay. And indeed, there is a man named Ricardo Irving who is doing plug us research, uh, some rogue plug us research. And is able to make a new strain of Plagas called Plagas version two. Uh, okay. And this this new Plagas can turn its host even more strong. Uh, it has a few differences from the other Plagas, though. Remember the other Plagas you have to inject into a person and then it has to come to maturity mm-hmm. in order to to take the mind control effects. Yeah, it was like, it's that like slow didn't go. work out. Yeah, that didn't work out very well because that Leon guy never got mind controlled. Mm. So he invents a new type of Plagas that you can implant in a further stage of its life and it will basically immediately take over its host and, and turn them, them into Plagas monster. And it makes them stronger. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a downside, though, mm-hmm. uh, in that you become like a deformed monster. You're, you, there's no like human left in you, as opposed to like the other Plagas, which would like hide inside of you basically until it. But the nemesis, danger. the nemesis version, like covered you also. We're in a we're in a very different universe right now, friend. Uh, CJ just took us into Resident Evil Five, and <laughs> well, this is up not until a horror now, game anymore. <laughs> yeah, up until now in the series, we've been playing horror games. This is a very weird action game where they like completely got rid of their horror origins except for a few jump scares. Oh, so now it's just shooty like, shoots it's, it's, time? Now, yeah. This is entirely body horror shooty shoots action boy game. Okay. But also, it's two players. So oh. you, one of you gets to play as Chris and one of you gets to play as Sheva and you get to shout at each other and you can go just go, Chris, Sheva, Chris, Sheva, Chris, Sheva. <laughs> <laughs> is it a split screen? Uh, I know things have been a little complicated in the last game, Fran, so I want you to know, as Ethan pointed out, this game's a little bit different, and they really pared down the story, so it's a lot straighter of an arrow that we're going to take for this one. I don't believe you, but okay, go no, ahead. No, that one's, that one's actually true. Let's, let's get through some Resident Evil 5. So Chris is, is investigating this uh, Irving guy mm-hmm. who, made, who made the new Plagas. Um, they fight a bunch of Plagas monsters that are all new, you know, new next generation Plagas. Um, and while he does so, Chris finds evidence that Jill might still be alive. He finds a picture of her uh, doing a bad thing. And, oh. he's, and instead of focusing on the bad thing part, he's like, Jill, she's, she's alive somewhere. What bad thing would she be doing? Loitering? Um, like- corporate espionage, oh. like what Wesker does. <laughs> Uh, and so he is now determined to find Jill, even though their orders from the BSAA are to stand down for now. 
Um, and Sheva, who wants to be a loyal partner, uh, mm-hmm. comes along with him. As now, instead of a race to find the Plagas guy, they are also trying to find Jill. Mm-hmm. And as they are trying to find Jill, they discover that there is a third type of Plagas Fran, an oh even God. more advanced type ah. that makes you that makes you even more powerful. Does it make you really uh, fast? It makes you a lot of cool stuff. Okay. But there's a big downside to this one. Uh-oh. It only works on men, adult oh. men. Women and children are immune to Plagas type three. <laughs> okay. Which, okay. So they, I don't know. They were really- Discriminatory? Yeah, I guess. The only reason that I, this matters I mean... is you fight a bunch of tribe of dudes who are trying to kill you while you're researching. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's straight up because in this game, we've gone, again, into the action mode. So we we don't just shoot these zombies. We beat the shit mm-hmm. out of them. Yeah. And so they didn't want to have you, like, curb-stomping ladies in this game. Yeah, yeah children and ladies. Okay. Yep. So you don't. And that's because this virus <laughs> so doesn't don't. work on them. Uh, but now, as they're investigating this Type 3 Plagas, they discover a new player. That's actually been here the whole time. Friend. Of course. It's of course. none other than Tricell. What Kay. do you know about the Umbrella Corporation? <laughs> well, obviously, it's when an the umbrella. umbrella Corporation was in its heyday, it was part of an international federation of pharmaceutical companies, of obviously, course. because they all had a vested interest in making pharmaceuticals and make a help million the world. dollars, Boku dinero, all that good stuff. Well, Umbrella Corporation was not very forthwith with its uh, bioweapon <laughs> research and mm-hmm. ended up using a bunch of these other corporations' resources to do mm. bioterrorism research. And then when the raccoon incident came to light, the other organizations in the Federation were not happy because it made all of them look bad. Mm-hmm. Enter Tricell, which has three different parts to its organization. No. It's a shipping company a natural resources company, so it gets oil out of the ground. So far, we're doing pretty good. And what's the third best corporation to have? Pharmaceutical. Right, a pharmaceutical company yeah. that was part of the same global federation as Umbrella was. Umbrella used Tricell to help further its research on the T-virus, unbeknownst somehow mm-hmm. to Tricell. Okay. <laughs> and this is the best part about all of it, because once... Umbrella was ousted. The rest of the corporations in the Federation wanted to distance themselves. But unfortunately, no one trusted them anymore. And so they took huge financial losses. Mm-hmm. And so to make up for their few huge financial losses, they decided the best thing to do was to continue bioterrorism yeah. research so that they could sell it for <laughs> buco dinero. Yep. While at the same time <laughs> pretending like they were fighting bioterrorism so that they could increase their reputation with the public. Yes. Obviously. So it works so well for Umbrella. Also, Tricell was formed by a guy named Thomas Travis in okay. a long, long time ago, who eventually, down his lineage, gave gave rise to Henry Travis who was okay. an explorer 
and one of those like 1800s style English explorers who went <laughs> around. Yeah. Uh huh. He traveled around through West Africa oh. and discovered a cool flower there that mm-hmm. the locals said gave you superpowers uh-huh. and wrote all about it in a book. And oh. that book was found by one young. Spencer, ah. who used it as inspiration to travel to West Africa to get the flower to create the progenitor virus. So it's all Tricell's fault. It, the Tricell was there every step of the way, Fran. Of course. Of course they <laughs> Obviously. were. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Also, Tricell is currently run by a super hottie girl. Yeah, it is. Oh. Uh, this, <laughs> this hottie is named Excella. And, is it because uh, she excels in all regards? or I guess so. It's pretty straightforward, but <laughs> Excella is in charge of Tricell, and she wants to do a bunch of bioweapon research. So while Chris and Sheva discover all of this, they find also the original location of the Stairway to the Sun, the flower that created the progenitor virus. Oh. It all came from here, Fran. And what do they also find with this flower? Why, it's Wesker and Jill. Oh. What? I no. know, right? Why would Jill- CJ, you said that Wesker was dead. I did. I also said Jill was dead, but they're both here, Ethan, somehow. What? Also, Jill's working for Wesker now? Or was it like they both happened to be there at the same time, pointing no, fingers at each other? Wesker says jump, and Jill says nothing. She just does it. Mm. Uh and upon further inspection, Chris notices a huge device sticking out of Jill's chest. So this is like uh, a Scott Pilgrim situation. Indeed. The device is yeah. the device is none other than what is known as a P30, a device which injects the user with progenitor virus, like a specific type of progenitor virus uh-huh. that gives them mind control and superpowers, but it only lasts a very short time until it's metabolized by the body. So it needs to be constantly pumped into Jill via this device on her chest. (laughs) Otherwise, she'll just kind of come to and stop being a superhuman. So it's like a nicotine patch. (laughs) It's exactly like like a a nicotine nicotine patch that's most effective if you put it right in the cleavage. It's hot. Uh, so, Wes- so weird. Wesker was using this progenitor virus to control Jill. Okay. Um, but Chris and Sheva figure that out, and they're able to rip the P30 out of Jill's chest, and Jill eventually comes I... around. <laughs> Not it's that is it's one of the greatest boss fights in all of video game dumb, right? Because. As CJ said before, this is a cooperative game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are trying to rip this thing off of Jill. She's got super strength, but she is still your friend, so you can't just like shoot her to mm-hmm. death, right? So it is like a timed button sequence battle where one of you playing as Sheva has to hold Jill down while the other one playing as Chris has to get his hands all over her chest oh. and like on five different occasions just like feel her up slash gently pull on this thing until you're until able, you're able to, pull to, to pull it off. That is a very and strange <laughs> game <hot>. mechanic. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Like, guys, we're in a different kind of game now. Yeah. We're not playing horror games anymore. We certainly are. So, uh, Tricell is in charge of all of this Plaga stuff, 
And uh, Chris has now freed Jill from her mind control. And she is alive and well again and back on the side of good. So the only thing left to do is chase down Wesker and put him down once and for all. Uh-huh. Now, Ethan mentioned <laughs> Excella, who is in charge of the Tricell Corporation. Well, why is she helping Wesker? <laughs> she just digs him. She is oh, she's all about so, that Wesker dick. She's so hot for him, and she's just like, oh, she will do I hear anything. you. <laughs> oh, use me. Use my corporation for your evil gains, you big, big so, man. Tricell isn't the shadow organization? Nope. No, nope, that's just a regular company. <laughs> okay. You thought you could figure uh, out what the shadow organization was called, Fran? You absolute fool. That's that's very silly, Fran. But yeah, no, Tricell is just it's just your average company run by a smoking hottie who wants to uh join the eugenics world of Albert Wesker as his main squeeze. Yeah. And oh. speci specifically, uh Excella just worked for Tricell and Wesker encouraged her to basically take control of the company. Oh. Mm -hmm. And and then help him with research. Uh cuz Tricell originally was trying to not get into that world cuz they were trying to separate themselves from Umbrella, but once she took over, she's that's like, "Nah." When they decided, yeah, because Let's West committed bioterrorism. Exactly. Yeah. And when when we talked in our first episode about how very gay this series is, okay, this dude. is like a prime example where they make this intentionally just like super hottie as one of the main villains who is just like falling over herself to uh, get in Albert Wesker's pants. And he just the whole time he's like, Chris, Chris, I lured you here, Chris. Excella, out of the way, I'm dealing with Chris now. Chris. Oh, dear. Yeah, and they made Albert Wesker sound more evil, so he does talk like that, where he's like, hmm, Chris, everything oh. has been because of my machinations, Chris. Oh. Hey, Wesker, you you monster, Wesker. <laughs> I can't stop chasing you. Yeah, talk, talk to me dirty like that, Chris. Oh my. All right. So, Excella eventually turns into a big Plagas monster. Oh. And, uh, and. That's not uh, good for her. No, well, she has a yeah, company Wes to Wesker run. betrayed her. Yeah, Wesker, Wesker just bailed on her. She's like, "Fuck that! Uh, mm. I don't care about you." And she goes crazy, turns into a giant Plagas monster, and is defeated. Okay, uh, but before she does so, it is revealed that one of the things that Tricell was working on was a a sort of antidote. As it happens, Wesker's virus, his uh, mutated progenitor virus that turns him into a superhuman, is unstable. Oh. He's un he's unable to uh live if he does not get a uh, basically an antidote that keeps his virus in check from mutating too far. Mm. And so, wait. And so, wait, 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 I what? Yeah. So he needs Wait, so oh, wait, 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 no, 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 no. We can't just accept this. You said just like an hour ago that he had no idea that he was infected no, he, for like he didn't know when he was a kid that he was infected with the progenitor virus. But then when he did the mansion incident, he specifically injected himself with a a, a new version of the progenitor virus to turn him into a superhuman. 
Okay, so he was infected with a virus that did nothing until later it, he did a better one? It made him super smart, remember? It I made him see. a doctor okay. and able to do all this T-virus research. And it was right, this, just, that was the same virus that usually kills you, but Wesker was able to survive it. And got super smart because I'm, of it. And got super smart because <laughs> of it. And like kind of better at, just better at stuff generally. And then he injected I'm himself with one that made him the best human. human. Fast. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just imagining this super smart boy in, in his teens where they're just like, and Remember, Albert, you need to take your Flintstones vitamin gummies. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. And then that's why he was mad at Spencer. That's why he wanted to kill Spencer, because Spencer was like, Wesker, I made you. You aren't anything. You you exist because of me. Like, this is my new world order. And then Wesker got really angry at that. He's God. like, no, you're too Sounds weak. Sounds like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're too weak to take the new world order. I will take it for myself. Papa, and then he kills him. And then he realizes that his virus is mutating too much. Yes, and he's his like, oh, virus shit. that gives him super strength mutates too much. So he enlists the help of Excella from Tricell to make an antidote to keep it in check so that he, he still gets mm-hmm. to be superhuman, but doesn't go full monster. Okay. And Excella reveals kind of unwittingly that this is a thing, but that also, if you use the antidote in surplus, it becomes a poison to Wesker and will uh, sap him of his powers and kill him. Okay, that makes kind of sense. Mm -hmm. If you use too much of it, it'll just negate it. Right, well, dosage is important in all medications, Fran. (laughs) They now have a lethal dosage of this antidote for Wesker, and they want to get him. They're going to kill him. (laughs) Chris is after Wesker now. Mm-hmm. But what is Wesker's plan? Well, like I said, Wesker wants Eugenics. to start a new world. Right. Yeah. He wants a new world order. He wants to infect everyone in the world with a strain of the progenitor virus, a similar strain to what was injected into him. Okay. And that, and that will kill most everybody. Yeah. But the, but the people it doesn't kill will be enhanced and uh is he trying to infect the, the them... next step in human evolution is he trying to infect them with the smart virus the one that makes you smarter or the one that makes you super it's, soldier it's it's a new one so remember the the original one that they gave to wesker was only a prototype virus that yeah. they were still doing as part of project w yeah that's they've why it's super smart they've continued to do more research to make this virus even better. Mm -hmm. um, And that is known as the Ouroboros virus. So he is trying to infect everyone with the Ouroboros virus in order to kill most everybody, but those who remain will be super intelligent, super strong, and the next, mm-hmm. the next level of humanity, the next step of evolution. <laughs> so is that what he infected himself with during Resident Evil one? Yeah, it's, the, it's that kind of stuff. Again, these are all like in-progress viruses okay. because they needed to do all of this research with Umbrella yeah. and then with Tricell to even make the Ouroboros. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. It's, it's worth mentioning also that he, when he's talking about this to Chris, he does strongly suggest like, well, this will only leave the strongest alive. So of course, Chris, you'll be here <laughs> with me. You beautiful man. <laughs> uh, so yeah. we, come into the f- we come to the final set piece of the whole game. They do a fight in a helicopter. They try to inject Wesker with this antidote. Uh, 
and they are eventually able to do so in the same way Ethan said before, where you have to like do a <laughs> duo cutscene where you're both like <laughs> smashing a button to rip the thing out of Jill's chest. Yes. Now one of you is holding Wesker back while the other one's trying to inject him with a hypodermic needle. Mm. In a volcano. It, well, it's first. Why is there a volcano? A, a, what? Well, you're in a you're in a helicopter. Okay. And you're flying over a volcano. Uh huh. In West Africa. Yep. And then then you inject Wesker with the antidote. And then the antidote. And and then you kick him out of the helicopter and you go, ha ha, we have thrown an antidoted Wesker into a volcano. He is dead for real now. And then he morphs into a giant super monster who is like, a Mr. X times a hundred. He's not that big, but he's so powerful. And he comes out of the volcano and Chris and Sheva are like, you have got to be fucking shitting me right now. I mean, yeah. So the, so the two of them look at each other and they go, yeah, we're going to go do a volcano fight. So they jump into the <laughs> volcano and the two of you have to fight super Wesker and a boulder almost runs Chris over and you have to smash a button to punch it out of your way because Chris is just so epic at this point. And Sheva is just shooting Wesker with a million bullets this whole time. And finally, after all of this is done, you put Wesker down and his body, his, the entirety of his form falls into an active volcano and he dissolves and he is finally killed for real, for real this time. Are you sure? And Wesker is no more. Are you sure? Wesker, he fell into a volcano. That means friend. nothing, apparently, in this game. So <laughs> well, I don't... And, and we used a rocket launcher. And they used a rocket launcher to that, make well, the that volcano obviously means explode nothing. on top of him. Uh, so this is the most definitive death we can give to Wesker, I think. This one, <laughs> this one takes the cake. Uh, I uh, feel like they still might bring him back, but that's fine. And then Sheva and Jill fly off into the helicopter, and Chris goes, I wonder if it's even worth fighting for anymore. And then he looks at Sheva and Jill, and he goes, yeah, I guess that's pretty cool. And then he has a three-way, <laughs> and it's awesome. No, it's, and then he's like, get out of here, ladies. I gotta go <laughs> I gotta find myself good. a new hot <laughs> man. All right. All right. Fran, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed the time we had in linear storytelling for a little bit. It wasn't that linear, but okay. It, you know, comparatively, Fran, you are going to eat those fucking words. I cannot believe you said that. You set yourself up so hard for that. Oh, my God. All right. We are at the magnum opus of Resident Evil. Resident oh my Evil God. 6. Is it another shooty shoot one? Oh, Fran, it's all it- <laughs> sorts of things. It's everything. Right. Everything a video right. game could I, be. I I want to I want to give you a preview, Fran, before CJ gets us into the, the story. Because I am one of the few and proud who have played Resident Evil 6 mm-hmm. for 10 whole minutes. <laughs> and- More than most. <laughs> so our uh it's another co-op game. Uh-huh. Uh our friend Jacob and I got it. I want to say like six months after it came out, it was on sale for five dollars, oh, wow. and so we said fuck <laughs> it and just grabbed them. Uh, you start the game and you you get the regular like zombie attacks, mm-hmm. right? We uh, we go around. They just do jump scares that automatically bite into you. Oh. Yeah. But 
They decided to take the action sequences of Resident 5 up a notch. And so they have a specific button set for doing a, like, matrix jump backwards but still holding the gun forward, shooting at the zombies. And then when you land on the ground, if you keep holding that button, you'll stay laying down and can still shoot at them, right? Which, okay, that makes sense. Like, what (laughs) what if you haven't taken the zombie out yet? You need to stay laying down, right, Fran? Yeah, that makes sense. But then somebody decided if you want to continue holding that button down, you can slowly butt scoot while laying down on the ground, firing at the zombies. I'm more sold on this video game than I have ever been. We, oh my God, we butt scooted. Scoot around. (laughs) We butt scooted through the level for an additional five minutes before we just could not stop laughing and had to stop. All right. So. Fran, uh-huh. you remember how I said that Resident <laughs> Evil is a series where it doesn't make a lot of sense for some of the characters to be there, but they have to be because people want those characters to be there? I vaguely remember you saying that at some point. That was in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a while ago. We're gonna, yeah, it's also just context. Let's yeah. get into it. We are now in the distant future of the mid two. It's the mid-2010s. Oh. Uh, it, I mean, it happens the same. It's the same year that the game came out is the setting. Oh, okay. Like the okay. real the real year that the game came out. Oh. But we're in the alternate reality where like Raccoon City happened. So well, it's alternate history. This is not great, <laughs> but there's a food shortage in Eastern Europe because of all the wars that are happening there. So that's fun. They, I guess, <laughs> called that shot. Uh, but uh, it happens in a fake country, though. This one's called Zedonia. Uh, <laughs> could, could be a real country. I don't know, but probably not. Uh, but there are shortages there and people are dying from malnutrition. But fortunately, there's a new miracle cure drug oh, that dear. has all the nutrients that you need. You just inject it into you and you are in tip top fighting shape. Great. Even the children, well, I'm sure. Well, all at once, <laughs> everyone who is using the infections does turn into a bunch of zombies. Mm, what? That who, who would have known? Is unfortunate. Uh, but specifically, we are following a young man named Jake. Uh, he is uh, Jake Muller. He's a fighter in these wars, uh, a mercenary specifically for hire. And he is in this area when everyone starts to turn into zombies. But he, another user of the uh, of the nutritional supplement, it does not turn into a zombie. He is unaffected. So there's something different about Jake. Uh, well, Jake does he have con- the super smart gene? <laughs> Fran, we'll get to where we're going, and you <laughs> will not guess it, so it's fine. <laughs> now, Jake is contacted by an agent from the National Security Association in America whose name is Sherry. That's right, the young girl who survived the Raccoon City incident with Leon Kennedy as her pup-pup ah, all yeah. those years ago, grew up and became a member of the NSA and is now a fully grown agent and is in the situation where she needs to go investigate this outbreak, which has been dubbed the C-Virus. <laughs> While she is there uh, teaming up with Jake, 
Uh, a nemesis-type monster starts to pursue Jake. So there's a new nemesis, and yeah, he's just following Jake and Sherry around and trying to kill Jake. Who else do we have as players in the wings of this amazing narrative? Well, it's none other than Christopher Redfield himself. He is also in this story, as you might imagine. Once word gets out about the C-virus, he decides that he needs to go investigate more about it. And he finds one Ada Wong ah. who has been imprisoned and is actually, uh, uh, could potentially be a useful source of information. Uh, uh, while- but Chris doesn't know who Ada Wong is, right? Because Leon so, is the one that's, that's been so wrong, hanging out with her. Obviously knows who Ada Wong is. I mean, he's got to talk to <laughs> he's got to talk to Leon, right? Yeah, like, but like yeah. he hasn't told him like she, interacted with her before. Leon's the I one who guess, interacted. I guess not. Yeah, no, it's, but he's like, oh, you're that smoking hottie Leon was talking about. All right, Fran, I need you to take your critical thinking helmet off for a second because. <laughs> It's we're impossible. going to we're going to get into it, okay? I'm trying to firstly, write as fast as I can. Firstly, there's a new organization. That's right. They're called Neo Umbrella, and they un- invented the C virus to infect everybody. Okay. Okay. Yep. We're all we're all on board it's, with uh, that. Yep. We're cool with that. No. No. What? No. 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 What, Ethan? What? I I do need. I just need to know. Is Neo Umbrella? Are they an underground thing, or did they kind of get like the the rubber stamp no, from they the are FDA? Not a pharmaceutical company. They are a terrorist group. <laughs> oh, okay, bioterrorist group. Neo Umbrella is here, and they have captured Ada Wong, uh-huh. and are keeping her imprisoned. Who knows something about the C virus? Mm-hmm. And so Chris Redfield goes to figure out what's going on. He gets there to release Ada Wong. And it turns out Ada was not a prisoner. She was actually a plant and was there to trick Chris Redfield and his uh-huh. team to come there so that she could infect all of them with C virus. Okay. Um, it's also is it, important. So there's more to than note. just Chris that's there? Then? Yeah. He has, okay. well, he has his whole team. As you recall, he's still a member of the. Uh, BSAA. The BSA. So, so he is there with his team, and he gets a new partner named, I think it's Pierce. Uh, and because, as Ethan mentioned, this is a co op game. And so everyone has a partner, but mm-hmm. usually the partners only have one named person that you recognize and then one new <laughs> person, person that doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. So Chris has a new partner. What will happen to them? Yeah. So Chris has a new partner uh, who's part of the BSAA. And the rest of his team is infected with C-virus, but the two of them are able to escape. And so Mm -hmm. now Chris is very angry at Ada because she killed his team and is working for Neo Umbrella. Umbrella. And he is so angry that he gets PTSD amnesia. And so he doesn't remember anything. (laughs) Okay. Okay? We're we're following along? (laughs) Okay. Have you ever you've had have you ever had like a bad day and you forgot like your keys at home? You forgot if you closed the fridge or not. Imagine if you had a really bad day. 
Okay. So we're cool. We're we're cool with that. All right. Now, remember in Resident Evil 2 when Sherry got accidentally infected with the G virus and they yeah. had to synthesize the vaccine that came yes. out of the sample from her necklace? Yep. When she got the G virus and then was later cured, mm-hmm. it imbued her with supernatural abilities that allows her to heal un- uh, incredibly fast, like Wolverine. And so but, Sherry, of course. and so Sherry's a super person now. Uh, now or forever she was, and well, she just she now was, realized it. And she was, she knew it before. We okay. as the audience didn't know it, but now we do. <laughs> So she's a a super person. Okay, because she was infected and they antidoted it. And they cured her, but the G-virus imbued her with with great strength, the residual. Okay, Okay. strength and healing or just healing? Uh, Mostly just healing. She's not like super strong, but she's very turgid. Sure, I haven't seen her in a few games. (laughs) Sure, why not? Jake is also very strong and can heal himself fast. Why can he do this? He well, was that is because virus, right? Oh, friend, you foolish girl! It's because <laughs> Jake is Wesker's illegitimate child, and so using Wesker's <laughs> mutated DNA, he is able to resist not only the C virus, but is able to heal himself at a rapid rate and also be a super person. And so Sherry uh, needs okay. Jake's blood because Jake has inside of him the super progenitor virus that is apparently the counter to the C virus because the C virus is unable to infect him because he's Albert Wesker's illegitimate son. Okay, so Sherry needs Jake's blood to counteract to mm-hmm. the C virus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And they figured this it's- out how? Like, how did he figure out that he was Wesker's illegitimate child? Fran, I'm not going to play this game. I'm just going to tell you what happens in <laughs> okay. it, okay? I don't know how they figured that out. I don't know if he just knew that. <laughs> All we know is that he has Wesker juice inside of him, and they need that Wesker juice to create a cure for the C-virus, which was created by Neo Umbrella. I, no, she exploded. Before uh, that. Guys, I'm bored of these people. Where's Leon? <laughs> Well, here he is. Leon is still working for the United States government as an agent, and he is tasked with a partner because they all have partners now. And uh, he's tasked with a. With, we'll, we'll call him Jim. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No, her name is her name is Helena. She works for the Secret Service. Leon is working with her now. I'm not going to refer to any of the partners from now on. Know that they're <laughs> there. Him. But from now on, I'm just talking about Leon and Chris and those ones. All right. Great. Yep. Uh, The president of the United States in this day and age is going to finally go public with the information about bioweapons and tell everybody that bioweapons exist. Tell everyone the real story about what happened at (laughs) Raccoon City and just dish everything. He's going to totally come clean. He's going okay. to do this at a college during a speech, and before he can do so, Rutro, he becomes a, a zombie, gets infected with the C virus. Uh, oh. And so In Helena America? is like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yep, you're, you're following. Very good, friend. Okay. All right. Now, Helena is like, well, my boss is dead, but I need you to follow me, Leon, and help me with some shit. 
Okay. While they're going through this college, it's just Raccoon City all over again. Leon is having oh. like flashbacks. He's like, we "Oh moved. my god, this keeps happening to me." Okay. I <laughs> I thought we were still in Eastern Europe and Leon and Helena no. were like there. Uh, no, I didn't realize that a, we were We're in America. a college campus okay. in in Scene change. Uh, the United States. Got it. Yeah, this is this is a globe trotting adventure, Fran. What are these right. crazy characters up to all over here? Well, all right. Excellent. The C, the C virus is spreading everywhere. Helena actually just wanted to use Leon to help find her sister, mm-hmm. but her sister's already infected with C virus, and so she's gone. While this is happening, Fran, guess who shows up in Leon's life once more? That's right. Ada Wong is here. In America? In America. Wow. And she sh- travels and fast. Sh- and she's like, Leon, I need your help. There's a there's some poser out there pretending to be me oh. and doing a bunch of stuff, and I don't like that. Will you oh. help me? Because I am very sexy and will flirt with you the whole time. <laughs> and Leon goes, oh, Aid, I'd do whatever you want me to do, you little minx. And so Leon and Ada and Helena, who's Leon's partner, are all teamed up. <laughs> Jim is there. And they're they're gonna go to China, which is where they've tracked this C virus information to. So they're oh. off to China. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, it's great for this friend. Oh, this no. game was a ama- is is prophetic. All right. Now <laughs> the leader of the National Security Agency. His he is a guy named Simmons, right? Who happens to be Wesker's other illegitimate son? Nope, he's just an evil dude. Okay. But he does happen to be a part of a shadow organization, not the one that Wesker was in charge oh, of. Different, <laughs> different shadow organization. This one is Man. this one is called the Family and has been oh. running the the main aspects of governance from the shadows in the background this whole time. Okay. They've been, they've had their paws in everything. And this guy named Simmons is in charge of the family. But he has also worked his way into the American government as leader for the national security. As shadow organizations do. Indeed. Simmons has, is taunting Leon, I guess. He just tells him, hey, you know how the president's dead and he died from a zombie? I framed you, and now everyone thinks that you're the one who killed the president, Leon. So get fucked, dude. And that's also why Leon wants to help Ada, I guess, is because everyone thinks he kills the pres- he's killed the president. Mm, mm-hmm. But, Ethan, do you remember the person who helped you in Resident Evil 4, who was your main point of contact with the American government? The shopkeeper? No, Ethan, it was Hannigan. <laughs> Your throughout favorite. All of Res- throughout all of Resident Evil 4, there's like a dispatcher known as Hannigan who's uh, guiding you through the game and is also a girl who kind of vaguely flirts with you over the radio. And she's been helping you this whole time. Well, Hannigan is still in contact with Leon and she helps Leon fake his own death because everyone <laughs> thinks he assassinated the president. And Hannigan is his inside into faking his own death so he can go figure out what's happening with the C-virus and go off to China. So everyone thinks Leon's dead, and Hannigan is covering up for him in the government. (laughs) 
<laughs> Did Jim also have to fake it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, even. I don't care. <laughs> so Hannigan, that's how Leon knows to go to China, because Hannigan's like, all right, you're covered for, but you have to get to China because there's some stuff going down and you need to stop it, Leon. Mm-hmm. And so Leon's on his way. Let's let's jump back to Chris. So this is mm-hmm. a game that happens from like four different perspectives, uh, which is why it's so confusing. But every time I'm switching perspective is when you in the game switch perspective to a new character and have to play through the story from that perspective. So okay. whatever. Leon and Ada are off to China. Yep. Chris, as you recall, he can't recall. He's got PTSD amnesia, mm-hmm. <laughs> which doesn't matter because he works through it and he remembers that he hates Ada Wong because he killed his team and he needs to he needs to figure out what's going on with the C-virus. What jogs his memory is he's attacked by zombies and he's like, wait, I'm against zombies. I must go figure out what happened. And mm-hmm. I know that the, the C-virus has something to do with China. So he goes to China to go deal with the C virus. Okay. We also have <laughs> Sherry and Jake mm-hmm. who are going to China because Sherry needs Jake's blood to cure the C virus. They have to do it in China. Wait. Well, they. Yeah, wait. They, I, I fucking, I don't know, man. They're going to China. <laughs> Everyone's going to China. Everyone's going to China, okay? Right, yeah, everyone's yeah, everyone's yeah. going to China? Great, great. Everyone's Everyone conversing. Everyone is coalescing to China. Awesome. Okay. By the way, by the, way the, the university city that Leon was at, they, uh, they carpet bombed it like Raccoon oh. City. They did the exact same thing. Oh. Yay. He literally is like, it's happening again. And then they blow, it. They blow <laughs> up the city again. Well, they're so a bit more prompt with oh it this God. time, it sounds like. Yeah, they really were. Um, well, I wonder why that is, Fran. The head of the NSA orchestrated it. The per the person who wanted to get rid of Raccoon City by using carpet bombs the first time was also <laughs> the person who used carpet bombs at the city this time. All of the Raccoon City stuff, the cleanup from the American government was by him, part of the family, shadow government governance in the background. Cool. Oh my god. It's so good. <laughs> All okay. Right. The shadow organization, but not the other one from before that still has no name. Okay. The this one, the family. Everyone to Every- China. <laughs> everyone's in China. Well, what happens when everyone is going to be in the same country? Huge country, I guess. <laughs> well, they're gonna run into each other, obviously. It's a small world. Leon and other <laughs> runs Helena. runs runs into Sherry and Jake. Oh. And Sherry still sees Leon as a father figure because she ba- he basically helped raise her after the Raccoon City is. incident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Sherry tells him, oh, I'm working for a guy named Simmons who's in charge of the National Security Advisor. Oh, shit. And Leon goes, Sherry, Simmons is the guy who's behind all of this. And Sherry just believes him because she's like his daughter. Yeah. And she goes, Oh man, they've been playing me for a fool. They want me to get Jake because they don't want there to be a vaccine. They want to, you know, mm-hmm. they want to to kill him. That must be who's behind the the nemesis guy who's trying to kill Jake. And so they get together, they get on the same page, and 
And then Ada shows up. Take your time. Uh, and then your time. Ada shows up again. She's also she's also mad. The real Ada. Okay. And we figure out why because she's also mad at Simmons. Why is Ada mad at Simmons? Because Simmons created an Ada clone to do his bidding for her. Uh... Let's let's rewind back to when Chris. <laughs> Was trying to release <laughs> Ada from prison. Oh my God. There was a lady who worked for the, the National Security Advisory mm-hmm. whose name was Carla. And okay. she has a big thing for Simmons. She wants that Simmons dick more than anything. And she would do anything to be with Simmons. But Simmons who works for the family, a shadow mm-hmm. organization, also works with Ada Wong. He uses her as a contractor to do all this corporate espionage shit. Okay. And while he does that, he has gets a big thing for Ada Wong, which I totally, I totally get. And he wants to put his PP in Ada, and Ada is not... As receptive, so she's he like, made a I clone have of a her. Boy. I have a boy toy. So Simmons used his research with bioweapon technology to turn Carla, who would do anything for him, oh, into no. into a biomass heap. And then once she emerged from <sighs> this cocoon, she had the exact appearance of Ada Wong, which he was really into. Oh God. So he, so he uses this Ada clone as bait to trick Chris Redfield into coming oh. to figure out what's going on by talking to Ada while also making it seem like Ada has betrayed Chris Redfield. Oh my God. And so oh God. Ada, fig- Ada figures out this is what Simmons did and she's pissed. So she's here to kill Simmons and to fuck up the clone of herself because she doesn't want Carla running around doing things as Ada Wong. Mm-hmm. While all this is happening, we get the best scene in the game, which is the only scene I've seen played out, which is Chris Redfield, who sees Ada Wong, who is actually Carla, a clone, and is chasing after her through the city. And then Leon, who sees Ada Wong, who's actually Carla, going to defend her. And Chris is like, Leon? As he's pointing a gun at him. And Leon's like, Chris? And the two of them are epically pointing a gun at each other. He's like, get out of the way, Leon. Ada killed my team. And then Leon is like, no, you don't understand. The real Ada Wong told me that there's a clone (laughs) Ada Wong running around that we need to deal with. And while they're fucking around with all of this, the clone Ada Wong escapes. Okay? (laughs) And she keeps... Uh, eventually she'll morph into a big fucking monster, obviously, because she's a bioweapon. But (sighs) I mean, I mean, Chris and Chris and Leon just talk through their emotions and they figure uh, like they eventually figure out everything that's going on and corroborate stories and stuff like that. But not before they could get away. That's so good and healthy. Yeah. I am. I'm so sick of those games where you have to have like a big bro versus bro scene because they just can't talk to each other. No, the, once, like... once the once the fake Ada <laughs> tricks tricks them and, and pieces out, then Chris does listen to what Leon has to say and they all get on the same page and they know that Simmons is the big bad guy now. So Chris is now like they all know that Simmons is 
a very bad dude. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously Simmons has injected himself with some sort of bioweapon technology. Mm-hmm. He turns into a... <laughs> they, don't, he turns, they don't even bother yeah. specifying. Who cares? He turns into a giant dinosaur <laughs> monster. A dinosaur? Like a yeah, kind of dinosaur. Like a like a T Rex type monster, oh, but like God. a Resident <laughs> Evil one. Okay. And uh, and right. they have and they have to kill him. So they do that. Do they actually kill him though? No, they don't. Obviously, he yeah, obviously. is a bioweapon. And he's so a dinosaur. A, yeah, he's a dinosaur, but not. It's a fake out. He's still alive. But Carla is also out doing things as Ada Wong. She gets mad at. She's finally angry at Simmons. She's like, he made me do all this shit. And he doesn't even care about me. He only cares about Ada Wong, which should have been super obvious because he literally made her transform into her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she (laughs) wants to get revenge on Simmons. And she knows that he is in charge of the family, the secret organization that controls the entire world from the shadows. And so she decides that the best way to get back at him is to destroy everything he cares about. But what he cares about is being in charge of the family and, and Ada Wong. able to control the entire world and Ada Wong. <laughs> so she decides that the best way to get back at him and take everything that he likes is to infect the entire world with the C virus because then everyone will become zombies and the family control will mean nothing anymore and he will basically <laughs> lose power. If only because Armageddon has happened and everyone is zombies now. I feel like there's other avenues that she could have explored before everybody gets a C-virus, but... No, 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 no. I mean, that's like, that's the ultimate cure-all. If you're looking to get back at your ex, like, ending the world works every time. No matter what they're into (laughs) is always the correct answer. Oh, it's beautiful. So, she makes a big missile that contains the C-virus and is going to chuck it at what is basically Hong Kong, which is going to infect everyone in Hong Kong, like, immediately. And then the virus is going to spread out because it's, like, a hub place. And it will spread to the entire world. And she fucking does it. She infects everyone in the city with the C virus. And her plan, her plan is going just swimmingly. While this is all unfolding, Leon told Sherry and Jake that they need to find an underwater facility that contains a laboratory that will allow them to take Jake's blood and use it with the C-virus samples to create an antidote for the C-virus. So, they have to get him. I guess this facility is underwater because they needed a new set piece. So the two, of them, yeah. the two of them are now in Bioshock and are doing <laughs> underwater facility stuff while the rest of this above ground shit is happening. Uh-huh. Simmons is still alive. He's mutated from a dinosaur. Now he's a... Big sea monster. <laughs> and I feel like they that gave him to, less of an advantage. And they have to kill him. Now. And they have to kill him for real this time, which they do. Great. Uh-huh. Chris Chris goes to the facility to go help. Because Leon's like, Sherry needs help to deal with all of this stuff. <laughs> A lot. And now Chris it, yeah. sees Jake. And he somehow figures out that Jake is Wesker's son. 
and goes, wait a second, Wesker, I hate that guy. So now Chris <laughs> is pointing a gun at Jake, who's pointing a gun at him, and is like, your dad did so many bad things to <sighs> me. And Jake's like, I know, but I have the key to the... I have his blood, which is the key to saving everyone. And Chris goes, fine. I'm <laughs> okay. I'm really disappointed in Chris's character development because he's just trying to solve everything by pointing guns at people and having conversations. But he does them. come. He does come. I, but I <laughs> every time but he like, does come that, around, that shouldn't be your first instinct. <laughs> Maybe it's because of his cop training. But like, you don't just like pull a gun and try to negotiate <laughs> or talk about your feelings. This facility <laughs> underwater contains a creature called House, which was designed by Car. No, uh, it's a big goo monster, which was designed by Carla to be the end all. It is a sea virus monster that still is like a monster, but it has the ability to spread unfiltered sea virus and infect everyone around them. Wait, so this is like plan B besides the whole Kong Kong thing? Exactly, (laughs) Ethan. This is her her ace in the hole on top of everything else. (laughs) So, they're going to die to house. Chris and and Jake. Because, I mean, Chris is going to get infected and Jake is just going to die to this monster that just is a monster. (laughs) Now, remember, Chris has a partner this whole time whose name Uh is Pierce and has been there the whole time (laughs) Mm -hmm. since the rest of his team was wiped out. Mm-hmm. Pierce says, I'm gonna do something now. So he injects himself with a mutated C virus that gives him super strength enough that he can epically defeat the house monster while he tells Chris to get Jake out of here. He's the only chance for humanity. I All will right. fight Come off on. the creature while you escape. So very a noble. Super powered, a super powered Pierce is able to kill house as the whole facility underwater is destroyed mm-hmm. because Pierce needs to kill himself too because he will become a sea virus monster if he's allowed to live. So the the facility sinks into the water as it explodes and Chris is able to take Jake with the sea virus sample that they need to make the Antidote. vaccine and yeah. they're able to escape back to the surface. And Finally, they're able to make the vaccine. But wait, Ethan, you forgot about Ustanak. You know, the giant Mr. X nemesis monster that's been chasing Jake the whole time trying From to Eastern kill him. Europe? Uh, he f- Everyone always forgets about Ustanak. He found his way here and he's there to wow. kill Jake. But it's okay because Jake and Chris, Ryu, they they. They have set aside their differences with Wesker and they're able to destroy the Ustanak and bring all the samples to Sherry, who's able to take all of the samples together and make a vaccine for the C virus, which is able to be distributed throughout all of the cities to stymie the spread of C virus and save the world. Mm-hmm. Good but job, Sherry. Unfortunately. Half of the people say, well, I should have the right to not take this this vaccine is, if I do not wish it to. It is one of the vaccines that, like all Resident Evil vaccines, you can use on an infected person, and it 
makes them not infected anymore. Oh. So that, My freedom, <laughs> no! <laughs> but that is how our story concludes. Jake is able to use his father Wesker's blood and give it to Sherry, the child from the Raccoon City incident that was saved by Leon, who all work for the government that was actually being puppeted by a leader of the shadow organization called the family so that he could control the entire world. But his scorned lover who turned herself into a clone of a different <laughs> scorned lover decided to infect the entire world with it and turn him into, they all turned into monsters and were killed by Chris, who was also there, who's doing anti umbrella stuff. And the story has a happy ever after. <laughs> so that is the story of Resident <laughs> Evil. Canonically, okay. the greatest story ever told. So we've covered uh we covered a few games this time. I want to say Resident Evil 4 was for a long time considered to be like the height of the series, right? Like one of the best games in the series. Really? It had yeah, it had like the better controls. Oh, okay. It it was like a scary game. It had like fun and such. Resident Evil 5 was one that people kind of liked. It was definitely a departure from the series, but it had like cooperative play and it was kind of just like goofy fun. Resident Evil 6 basically sunk the series for like for a long time. Eight years. They had to do a hard reboot <laughs> with Resident Evil 7. And we're going to talk about that hard reboot uh, and follow our new main character, Ethan. What? what? Are you in a video game, Ethan? We are going to conclude our series on the main Resident Evil timeline games. But for now, we close the book on our mighty heroes, Leon and Sherry and Jake and Chris and the other and ones. Jim. And Ada was there. And it looks like Wesker is still dead. So that's cool. For now. For now. But we want to thank these mighty heroes for keeping us safe from this horrible virus that came from China that we're not going to associate with any <sighs> real things that have ever happened. <laughs> okay. And we're also going to thank you guys for listening our beloved audience we appreciate it every time you stop by for a little bit more lore dump from your your favorite favorite nerdy lore masters that is going to wrap it up for today guys you have any lingering open questions that you want to contemplate while we we wait patiently for the next spooky lore you horror to conclude the resident evil series uh, I mean, I feel like that was a pretty definitive, solid ending to Resident Evil 6. Happy ending. Yeah, Jerry's well told. Carrying the world. Uses, uses classic uh, storytelling I'm techniques. I'm sure Jake being a Wesker just isn't going to be an issue later. I'm sure it's going to be fine. Well, good news, Fran. It's not. I, yeah, I mean, Resi Resident Evil 6 was the issue, and they, they just kind of were done with that. We're done with this now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there are some series where when we finish it, I do have specific lingering questions, but 
when you finish with RE6, it's just the just question. Just it is. What? <laughs> just it is at this what? point. <laughs> I also want to thank Gail Kitsune for all of the artwork for this project. The Lore You Know branding is all thanks to her. And thank you, Apajo, for the absolutely amazing intro and outro music to our series. We shall conclude the series next time guys uh for some more month of spooky horror make sure to check out at spices with on twitter for all of the updates make sure to check out twitch.tv slash cooking with spices we're playing resident evil we're playing other spooky games we're doing all sorts of fun stuff over there check out the youtube cooking with spices we play video games and do podcasts we do it all but for now i have been cj i've been ethan i've been fran and Make sure to get vaccinated, but only after you're infected with the thing that the vaccination works against. (laughs) 